Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host on this occasion, Craig Fowler, and I am joined by Amy Canavan. Hi, Craig. And Tony Anderson. Hello, Craig. How's it going, guys? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Didn't watch a fair amount of football over the weekend. Didn't go out. Stayed in. Just ate some nice food. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I had what, what would be thought of as a normal person's weekend. Amy? I worked. I worked. It's Monday. I worked on Monday. It's not. It's just okay. Everything's just okay. Team went made another final. Pff, water for ducks back. <laughs> That's kind of, the, that the kind of attitude. Is, is, the, kind of attitude the, the, the kind of attitude that gets an evolving door. Get, and you going out again? Get the, <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what we try to avoid. Right. We'll try to find sound Celtic fan. Failure. Oh, we f- failed at the Rangers fan as well. Both ranks. <laughs> Imagine if we were both here, insufferable. <laughs> yes, both half of the old firm managed to reach the Viaplay Cup final with victories at the weekend. Two semi-finals which were entertaining and competitive and all you could really ask for, even though it ended up being the result that is more on the boring side. That nobody wanted. <laughs> there isn't, to be fair, there hasn't actually been that many... Old from old from cup finals the last like 12, 13 years or so. So yeah, it's not just have been a bit shite during those periods of that. Yes, so we've been put in a few semifinals yeah, yeah, as well yeah, ourselves. Exactly. No, well, this is why I know that going. It's something I think I say every single season. It's my favourite football in the world is Scottish based cup semifinals. Mm. Uh, be the league cup. It's my favourite type of football. I think they nearly always live up to it, and it seems to be the main time where the old firm get the shitters put up them. They seem to be even now. Uh, they seem to the other team seems to, obviously they've got a lot to play for, and it's the only thing that we can win. The teams out with the old firms, so it's like it's always a huge. There's always a vibe when it comes to it, and I do think they live up to it. Lee Johnson fairly, fairly regularly. <laughs> I, I, I mean that's hugely offensive, but <laughs> positive vibes. Uh, the the football IQ is normally higher during a. Uh, uh, a via play match. Yes, Lee Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that, that, that was deliberate. I'm small and fat as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's got the factors that it's like a one-off. It's the one-off cup game, so teams are going for it. It's, mm. it's all to play for. There's a place in the final at stake, but at the same time, you don't have the nerves. Well, quite as much. There will be nerves, but there won't be quite as much as there will be with a final, where things could be a lot cagier, especially if you're a team like Kamarnock or Aberdeen playing against one half of the old firm. It's very much uh, that there, there is no tomorrow kind of thing, and that can sometimes have a negative effect on the spectacle. But the semi-finals, I think they do. I think they, I'd say ninety percent of the time, I'm just fucking figuring out there based on nothing. Uh, Lee Johnson. <laughs> Lee Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I've dressed a bit better. I'm not wearing a gilet for a start. No, but uh, shirt and jumper though. Ah, uh, well, it's cold. It's been it cold is, today. I'm wearing chilly. a vest as well. I'm slightly wearing a vest. Uh, something I've started doing. I bought a three pack of vest to get you some leather gloves and protect, yeah. uh, I'm looking like at one of those jackets. P- plan a murder and then uh, he always looks like he, he looked very much like a murderer this weekend, Lee Johnson. He looked like he was going to up to no good. He's going to be digging holes later on. 
allegedly. I somehow managed to leave both my gloves and hat at Easter Road on Saturday. So he nicked gone. them. Watch them. He'll have them on next week. <laughs> the, the, the gloves would be weird because the journalist gloves are like finger, the gloves the will be a, ones. The, the gloves will be about five things too size, too big for them. Like floppy hands. Look like I have a big phone finger. It's a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they do. I think they, they, they do normally match up to what you're looking for and they are always pretty exciting. Right, so let's start with the game on Sunday, the most recent of them, and that was Rangers defeating Aberdeen 2-1 after extra time with Kamar Roof coming back from nowhere. Coming back from injury briefly to be injured again, but do something good in between. That yes. a sore one, doesn't it, when he was walking off? He's just made of fucking Pop. tracing paper, man. Always the same. It does get injured all the time. Injured all the time. I just don't think I've ever heard it compared to Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like if, if the rain was going off too much, it would hurt him. His, his bones are made of soggy biscuits. Uh, ah, yeah. and it's his favourite game as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but I, I mean, it's it's always so frustrating. Don't come out of roof like rugby. <laughs> he's he's he's. He's a really frustrating player, Roof, because he's got so much going for him. He's such a high-quality player. You think, when Rangers first got him in, you were thinking he's going to be the main man for a few years, and it's just never been able to happen. He's had some incredible moments. Yeah. And he's also done... I mean, but he's he, he's been at everything, though. Like, constantly getting injured, amazing goals, absolute filthy player. Like, he loves... He, but he kicked the guy in the face. Then we had last year when he'd done the stamping motion to try and break someone's leg. He is that type of player so he's like he's quite a box office player and he isn't just a centre forward he plays off that so he's really really sort of exciting to watch but I feel like we're kind of stolen from him because he's just got yeah, he's probably bones. the most complete at Rangers actually I think he's probably like if he's fit and firing he's certainly one that I would fear the most mm. because he can you know like right okay Morelos isn't going to do the running Cholak's not going to do the running he's just going to score Scala's got the pace doesn't always have the end product as well but I do I agree with you and you don't you just don't get the best out of Roof mm. in a very Long spell. No, it's always basically he's scored that goal. Got that goal in the semi final last year in the Europa League. That was the last goal he scored. So I mean, he's. It's just it's really frustrating for Rangers because I agree with you, Amy. He's probably has it the most. Every he's got the most attributes probably out of all their strikers, uh, and he could probably play in quite multiple styles. Uh, and that can be really helpful for Rangers and especially with their forward line when they're missing Hadji and stuff Roof can play wide he can play in the 10 he can play centre forward so I do think they, they miss him and, and there you go they, they, got, they got him on the pitch there and he's got them into a cup final and he's only been on the pitch for 10 minutes but then the brittle bone syndrome kicks in again <laughs> and um, he, he's away up the road and we won't see him again for 3-4 months so it's um, if you're a Rangers fan it probably is pretty frustrating It's Samuel Jackson's character in Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. You're going to say the one with the sharks where he just gets eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was, it was, the pitch looked like the shark was going to come through. A shark looked like it was going to come through the fucking pitch on Sunday. It was that bad. The, the, the two teams done well, considering the pitch. Would you agree with that, Amy? Yeah, I think it, it's that cliche. It was That was sort of like, okay, it might be able to even the, the sides out and probably stop Rangers from being able to play the ball as much as they would have liked. But no, I thought they, they'd done rather well because when you're watching the game on Saturday night, I think that, that was the, the real fury. I was like, it was quite funny for myself. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay, we're going through and we're fucking them up for tomorrow. Because <laughs> um, it just didn't look that you thought, right, they're going to be out spiking that until half three in the morning mm-hmm. or something to try and get it semi-playable. Nobody could be that. No, but uh, no, I, I thought they dealt with it rather well. Um, and it was a... It was a it was a scrappy game of football. I think I don't think it was like Scottish it, football. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a, a classic. You know, it, well, it was a classic. But it wasn't a classic of a beautiful game that it was free flowing or anything like that. Um, Aberdeen certainly stifled Rangers, but it was a good version of stuffy. Yeah, I love it. I love that. that, that that's a Scottish football match. We've seen a few of them this season. Um, Hearts. Motherwell uh, this season which was 3-2 yes. I thought that was like a really fucking Scottish football match like pure purely uh, even Hibs Rangers 2-2 two, two, I think that was really full of quality but just incidents constantly mm. two teams really going a at game it game off two halves and kicking, and kicking each and kicking the shit at each other and this one was violent man there was a lot of people getting kicked I mean Barisic wow what a game you were having sir <laughs> <laughs> He's another one that's like looks like he's being controlled it's by world cup bronze medalist. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's being controlled what? by a, by a, by, place. by like I think it was what Gary Neville spoke about with David Louise years ago, saying that it's like he's being controlled by a nine year old playing FIFA. 
Like that, but it's like so. But sometimes it's like someone's putting the controller down, and he just goes into sleep mode. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't react. Sunday just there, there's no player who's more like well, they're, they're probably he's is. got to be one of Rangers fans most frustrated. I must ask you, and you've well, got to be frustrated with Barisic. Yeah, he just because he's, he's, he's got it. He goes yes. if he can be arse. Yeah, yeah. He just well, I mean, off. think of the player that we, it was that season where he was like the, the season that Rangers won the league. Is I was like, oh my god, I want you. Oh. Like for my team. <laughs> 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 nice clarifying there. Yes. Um, <laughs> that the only that really get you going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, swiftly moving on. He's got to be very frustrating because he can be pretty mince now. Yeah, as as you and often says in the chat, he can't. He, somehow we've discovered that he can't cross the ball if the ball is moving. <laughs> he can't run and cross. Yeah. <laughs> he just thinks about it too much. And he because it used to work really well. Kent would go on the inside that season that we're talking when they won the league. He would and he would just gallop down the left. He'd roll it in and then he'd just play in absolute brilliant balls. You were thinking like he was like one of the best crosses of the ball in Europe. That was something I think the, the constant. How high the quality was at every level he was playing at, and it was like, well, just purely as a crosser, he seems one of the best. But he's sort of now losing the ability to move properly, run. He's always had this ability to switch off, and it's just I've seen how it just keeps on going. It keeps on happening because he must be getting the level the Rangers play at, and the abuse you get for the fans, and how much the manager will be going on about how you can't fall asleep. But he does it all the time, and then on top of all that, he done that for the game yesterday for the for the offside, and then on top of that, we had the two fresh air shots that were like identical in both halves. So what? And then he absolutely halved someone, which he was lucky to stay on the park for as well. So he had like an absolute. He had a rotting game, let's be honest. I thought that was... A, I don't think that tackle's potentially getting spoken about enough, probably because of Anthony Stewart's <laughs> absolute shocker. <laughs> tries which to, is, tries to cut Fashion Sakala in yeah. half. I still can't believe that some people are saying that that is only a yellow card. Oh, it's, it's mental. And now, but now I don't know, are they joking or are they not? But I think you cannot be commit, so committed to the cause that, haha, that's only a yellow. Like They have to be meaning it. I, I cannot believe Twitter. But yeah, I think if, if Stewart wasn't sent off, they're... Potentially be more chattering that Barisic mm. because at first view, and I thought that's a certain red card. I mean, if Lundstrom's a red card at Easter Road yeah. the season, that was very similar type of tackle, but worse, higher, uh, and more aggressive. So I agree. I thought that he was lucky to stay on for that, definitely. But. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You kind of thought Anthony Stewart was doing it as well because he gave it all the chat about Morales and Morales didn't have a great game. Yeah, like, oh, he's yeah, actually done it. He's, 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 got his head. he's backed himself and he's, he's I went really out. I really wanted them to cut the camera to Morales when Anthony Stewart was getting sent off. I was just I actually was rooting for Morales to go like, wee. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Anthony Stewart. And he was having a really, really good game overall, actually. But this has been quite a regular occurrence for him that, again, we're talking about Barisic and the ability to switch off. That Stewart is in moments. He's fucking up constantly. He's costing a lot of goals. He's playing really well for 89 minutes and 45 seconds. And then he's a brain farter. And now he's like costing Aberdeen a lot of games and a lot of goals. Yeah, the fans are done with him, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they're and absolutely and done that's with despite him. him, when you're watching, he looks pretty good the majority of the match. When you when you actually sit and he done it yesterday, exactly. It's It was like his season encapsulated it in one game there. Um, and yeah, they're, I think they're going to have to take that that little armband off him. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if, if Don's fans get their way about it, he'll be stripped of it, obviously. And I think the problem for him is as well, is that Shinny's came in and been very, imp- I know it's only been two games, but he has been very impressive and he's just sort of slotted right back in and been everything that Aberdeen have lacked, the mm. experience um, and just sort of like the calmness, the the, the com- 
combativeness, but not halfing a guy. Um, <laughs> sure, I mean, he's the best at it, Shiri. He knows how to play on the line. Absolutely, I like, used to hate him. Yeah, he's built for it. He knows he exactly is, how to play on the line. That's the games right. that he wants. I know that's such a cliche as well. Has he not but, been booked something ridiculous like 70 times in his career uh, and never been sent off? But that's, that's a skill in itself, completely in itself. And he's been, what a signing straight away. He's like two games in. He's had, I mean, we spoke about on the podcast last week, Craig, just how much of an impact he had in the St. Johnston game and not just the impact he has on the team but on he as an individual players going forward and you saw it again I thought Ram Danny had a really good game like Aberdeen struggled the first 15 minutes and it was Shiri just snapped into a few tackles yeah. and that totally sh- shifted the whole momentum and got the crowd on their side but Shinny will bring out the best in Ramadani as well because mm. I've really liked him at the start of the mm-hmm. season um, and, and I've liked watching him at that, that base of the Aberdeen midfield and I think he's only 26 and he was the, the most experienced and, and the oldest on the side pre-Shinny um, but in the last few weeks or in between the, the World Cup and Shinny signing that terrible period for Aberdeen so it's unfair to um, you know chuck blame on anyone but like he, he really dipped you could you could almost see it and it was almost it was just becoming too much weight on his shoulders but um, with Shinny just being he can't really be arsed either he doesn't want to be bombing forward or anything like that he very much just wants to be that, that protective base which the defence really really needs um, but I think that'll really you, you'll get to see the best out of Ramadan because I think he's a better player absolutely no, I agree and I think you're, you're right the, the blend now with Shinny Clarkson and Ramadani that all complements each other and you've seen that in the first two games right away and I was impressed with Aberdeen because their arse has gone a fair few times this season when it's not been going their way uh, like You've seen when you watch games where they're full halves, where they're one thing, I, I'll use, it's an easy one for me to use, when they played Hibs in Pataudry, first half they were absolutely diabolical and then they were able to switch it up and, and then and then obviously went on to win the game comfortably. So I think it's good for Aberdeen to see that during mid-game, during a half, when it's not going their way, they're able to to sort of work their way into the game and they, they, they sort of dominated the last... 20 minutes and, and the goal was, was coming I think it would be fair to say they had the disallowed goal which was an absolutely brilliant finish for Mayovsky and then Mayovsky again it was a really nice finish and Kennedy done really well to, to create the goal when Barisic just decided he wasn't playing anymore yeah the child put the controller down uh, he needed a piss ran away <laughs> put the controller down so Barisic just stops concentrating completely um, and then it's a, it's a really nice finish from Mijowski who looked like he had the bit between his teeth again and, he's, yeah. uh, and, and his finishing looked good because he's been off it since God. the World Cup like really off it and when he plays badly he's fucking hopeless like he's proper he does but, nothing ah yeah he's one of those and, and then Duke was had a funny game I know he did go off injured but he had, he had a half where it looked like only whatever way if he was running backwards he had a hamstring problem but if he was running forwards he was absolutely fine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Aberdeen Cup at Tynecastle Wednesday. Uh, I mean, you're fucking loving it. I was thinking that. Huge, ga- huge game. Only uh, problem I had watching the game was when it got the 85th minute. I was like, oh, Rangers score, please, because I can't have Aberdeen off to go through the two hours. I, I'm still a bit concerned about them, though, because of mainly because of what you're talking about with that improved midfield. But if Duke's out of Wednesday, that's obviously a, a big boost. It's huge. Especially for a Hearts defence. It's a increasingly patchwork, uh, as it's been all season. We'll get oh, to that later. We're getting excuses. Oh, no, 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 oh. I mean, even though they win damn all the time, just damn play, it. play, play, have a bit, of, have a bit of confidence. Go I, in. It's not like I'm not like a Celtic Rangers fan who has to invent things that are going against them. <laughs> we're we're having a lot of injuries. To be fair, Rangers have had a lot of injuries, but they managed to get the win in this one. And let's move on to the actually before we move on, Ryan Kent's shithousery. I quite enjoyed. What when he punched them? Oh no, no I well that as well. <laughs> that was a red card. Oh sorry, I meant Ryan Jack actually pointed to the badge, but yeah, yeah. Ryan Kent's punching was. Uh, he's too good at that. He's too good at that. Too good at get- punching. Aye. <laughs> 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 Scott Brown. Scott <laughs> Brown. <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, I don't. Um, oh, that's phone down. He absolutely, I don't know, had like proper knuckle buster in a Brown. And he done it again the other day and he just seems to get away with it. He's got away with it. Then we had VAR going off for about 12 minutes. Yeah. Just crack on. I love it. Love it. Just it's such a, it's just, it's so bad at every level, VAR. <laughs> the, the way it's used. <laughs> When it's, when it's used, how the it way works. it's used, and now even how it works mechanically. It's, it's it's bad on every level. But Ryan Jack, again, that's another big goal and, and, and just another one. Jack's career's been put back together by... Um, by... Why have I forgotten? Michael Beale. Michael Beale, <laughs> who looks like a sleazy detective from an Irvin Welsh novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's really uh, that's such an impact on Jack, and it was a good goal. It was a lovely, a nice little one, too. And it takes a deflection eye, but uh, I think Rangers were, were, were in the ascendancy at that point and were going on. And then 
the red card and there was just no doubt the Rangers were going to win an extra time there let's go to the game on Saturday as Celtic also won out winning 2-0 against Kilmarnock but again not a game that was as straightforward as many might have thought for the reigning champions you kind of thought that really it's going to be a position and especially when Celtic took the lead during the first half you especially thought that but Kelly played very well and created some decent chances and Daniel Armstrong's in particular at 1-0 should have been a goal he had a great game but he should have tucked that away and Kelly it's kind of it's one of those ones where you're kind of half and half you're very frustrated because you've let a really good opportunity to cause an upset slip through your fingers by not converting those chances but at the same time it's a lot better than any Kelly fan could have imagined going into the game where they really would have assumed it was going to be an absolute pumping and that wasn't the case and it's good to see I think for Kelly overall for their season is that McInnes really seems to be getting the McInnes in in the defensive and that's two games back to back they've played Celtic and they've looked really really organised and yeah they've switched off occasionally and you get hurt I think we spoke about this last week that's going to happen when you play Celtic because it's so incessant but that's it. they look like because even under McInnes early in the season you were starting to think mm, he's not even got that defence really working very well they're making a lot of errors that's very worrying because you look at the team there's not a lot of goals in it that's for sure so if they can take that into this we can get enough one well, what you're thinking is enough 1-0 victories for Kilmarnock to keep them in the league that's that's what the plan is here isn't it so after watching these games back to back you start to think that maybe they, they'll be able to do that because beforehand you were thinking they are as much the favourites of going down as, as any mm-hmm. team yeah. I still don't think I, I've said that all season but I don't think they play the worst football in the league and I think it'd be harsh if they do go down um, but yeah there, there's a lot to take from both performances because I was very cautious of um, the the league game, not reading into that too much as well, because and McInnes, I know I know why, and he came out and said, you know, well Armstrong had a tight, a like a slight tight strain, um, but it was also just because he needed him. He, no mm. matter what, he just needed him for the, yeah. the, the semi final, and he was an absolute game changer. I re- what a revival! God knows how this is the Danny Armstrong that was not very consistent in the lower leagues. <laughs> um, and there'll be a few that can vouch for that, but yeah, he is um, at the at the epicenter of if if, if everything that goes well for Kelly. Um, and he he had Alexandra Bernabe on absolute toast. My brother actually fell out with me because um, <laughs> that's just a good. I just finished it there because um, I I was like, oh, Bernabe's rank. He's he's really getting like absolutely rattled here by by Armstrong he's like Burnaby's not that bad and then uh, it was in the second half he chipped a ball in I can't even remember nothing happened and my brother like was, we're in total silence and he just went there's Burnaby with another good cross another good pass and I was just like I but mate what about every time oh, that Armstrong's got by him I love it I love it I, I do this I do this uh, when, when you get when you, you always when, do it when you, back, when you back someone that everyone else hates you start watching them so closely or, yeah. or, or the alternative is usually if there's somebody you hicks crap and somebody says good and then you're just watching the game with them and like misplace a pass uh, like uh, uh, oh, he's, he's looking really good uh, there yeah, anyway. it's I said, so fucking pay it's <laughs> so pay I missed like the first 20 minutes because I was driving home from Aki's Morton so I got in and then I was like oh so they're saying on the radio that the Burnaby's really not having a good shift and my brother was like no it's Starfield he's absolutely horrendous and all that and he's like Burnaby he's not doing anything wrong he's never supposed to move for about an hour and then it was like that one cross like oh, chip in honestly I can't even remember because it doesn't matter because we were falling out um, and it's just like it was just that total silence Burnaby good cross and pass but no I thought I thought Armstrong had get, Burnaby get the out Burnaby one, one completed cross <laughs> 70 Eighth minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like with Josh Campbell now. I'm very, <laughs> I like try and defend him every every turn. But no, I thought Armstrong was um, was very unlucky to be on the, the losing side because he was certainly a better performer than a few of the Celtic players as well. Yeah, I mean, is that that must that go down as one of Celtic's weakest performances of the season? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's tricky with the conditions. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to use that as an excuse because they're the same for both teams and they're the same for yeah, but I mean, Aberdeen and Celtic Rangers. Play but yeah, it, it, was the same, it was the same across Scotland. That uh, yeah, exactly. Been but pissing it, down for ages. Correct. It, it it does affect the way that, that Celtic can play. I just, you know, penalty incident aside, I do think that Celtic were in control. Though. Mm-hmm. Um, it pays dividends that Joe Hart decided that yeah I'll make some saves today um, because he, he, he mostly does so in, in the big sort of games like this perhaps not always in Europe but that's a different kettle of fish um, but sometimes yeah, the shots league, are good in Europe yeah yeah. <laughs> but there's there's times that in the league you're just like Joe I think you could maybe have tried a wee bit harder for that but he, he was up for it the other day um, and ah, it's 
a cliche again, and it's, it's just a hard game. An- it's a hard it game to analyse. I found that I was like, well, I was drifting in and out of it because it was stodgy, but because Celtic did still have control of it, mm. and the only thing that I, I, you get a bit excited because you're a little bit impressive with Kamarnica actually when they're getting the ball, they're, they're trying to manoeuvre in, they're committing bodies. That was the only bit that's exciting. And we had the bit that Deutsch came on and without playing well, was able to be effective. Yeah. And that was exciting to see. Yeah, I, I think Deutsch should be doing better with his headers. If Christian Deutsch can't score with headers, then yeah, I'm not 100% point. sure yeah. why Christian Deutsch is coming on. Yeah. Um, and so I think there was a, one in particular that he had a real chance at it and he just sort of mistimed it. Um, but that was sort of like the, the case as well. There was Stephen Fletcher at, at um, Easter Road the other day sort of mistimed his headers and you're like, that's like your bread and butter. Um, which I know you're not going to do all the time or they certainly wouldn't be playing with uh, Kelly and Hibs, but it's it's very much job done, not one that you're going to mull over too much. Um, but I, they were a bit. Was, was it injuries the half time substitutions for Kilmarnock? I was trying to trying to work out because he brought Lafferty off, who obviously well, made a pretty psycho decision. I think. You have to, as a Celtic fan, you have to be quite. Oh yeah, pleased. Yeah. You don't it. like them. You don't like the f words. You're not meant to try and score for them. <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> it was a lovely moment. It was a lovely moment. Um, couldn't have happened a better player, but I think um, immediately after the goal, it looked like I don't know if Lafferty was just sort of going sorry, that was me, or he was sort of signalling that like he had a little bit of an injury. So I I, I think that that was certainly. And then the next thing he done was try to score for that free line. Oh, your head's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, Gary O'Connor in the twenty twelve final. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never got the ball back, and it was four one. <laughs> Because um, it took and Donnelly, who's had a, a, a woeful season, uh, a bad season, it has been. Uh, Donnelly has been probably, I would say, one of the worst signings uh, going yes. for Kilmarnock this season. But uh, you, you didn't have to say for Kilmarnock. Uh, yeah, he's he's been, but he was having one of his better games. I thought. Yeah. I thought he was and okay this, as well. Yeah, and he got hooked at half time. Yeah, but bringing on Polworth, Polworth did, did, had a enab- huge, yeah, it enabled Kelly to kind of play about 10, 15 yards further forward, forward and well, a bit more of a technical player. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I must say, he's a better player and that's a better that, footballer. Yeah, he's a definitely better footballer. Right. So that's quite brave for McInnes because that's taking off someone who's probably playing quite well, who you you started with, uh, and he was able to make those decisions. But I mean, McInnes just doesn't beat Celtic at Pandan regardless of the situation. Yeah. But, could give him the whole. You could give him a select team from the rest of the league, and he still would manage it. <laughs> well, a select team for the rest of the league when they beat Celtic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't the best of Celtic performances. It wasn't the best of Celtic lineups either. In all honesty, um, I wasn't particularly blown away when it came through, um, but it was just total job done. Um, I think it's a very unfortunate as well. I think that VR they made the lines a little bit chunkier for Maida um, <laughs> goal. You know, Kyogo tracking back. I feel that's a very what thick a goal line. that would have been. No, I really would have been. I was nobody, no Kelly fan, no Kelly fan, no Kelly player. Sort of like put the hand up and that. Like, I'm joking about the line, obviously. Um, but it, it was a it was a beautiful goal and it was just that was that's like peak Celtic. And I think if that had stood. Floodgates would have really ah, yeah, opened. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, um, McInnes celebrated that getting disallowed like a goal. Running down the touch. That was Neil Lennon. Which is true, I, I get it. You old trap yeah, on the yeah, I, get, I get it, I get it, I get it. And I understood why he was waving that way. Yeah, you're because totally Kelly, still in the game Kelly, Kelly held in and then they, they should have got a penalty. It's, it's a penalty. Yes, it's a penalty. It's a penalty. It is a penalty. He bumps into the back of him and then he puts both arms around him and then he goes. It's like and a the people say, even hug. if he does go down too easy, he's well within his rights to. He's been bundled I, over. Again, I was like, because I was reading Kerry Dale Street and like, just everybody, everybody like that. No, it's not a penalty. Like, what? Shut up. My Twitter <laughs> feed, honestly, was unbelievable. I'm like, what are you on? Like, there's, there's only so much you can, I think, like sort of be passionate like not t- but like well, if there's just a blatant decision you can only like, we'll, we'll come on to one later so if much. we're going to talk about the Hearts game as well uh, well that'll <laughs> no be <penalty. laughs> I mean so, so, someone said it was a correct decision on telly that I watched but uh, uh, and then he got slagged off for not being biased enough that was fucking biased <laughs> <laughs> it was biased that you could possibly say um, but that we'll come on to that later but uh, yeah definitely penalty and then Yakimakis goes up the pitch and and, uh, and, and does what he's meant to and do and now, he, and now he's away he's away today for four million nice abs uh, yeah yeah he's a good, quite a good looking chap he's a very good looking chap, chap aye. Um, but he's away now isn't he that's him gone I saw that just before we four, started four million four seems million. very it sounds like he wants cheap. To, he wants to leave and him and Andrew maybe had a little bit of a mm, but by the way still reckon you're getting 30 million for Juranovic 
See, why did you bring up transfers, Tony? This is not a transfer pod. <laughs> it's not a transfer pod. <laughs> this is not a transfer pod. Decline to comment. <laughs> I'm going to thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, Craig, you were right. Pint. <laughs> you were right. Was that a bet? A yeah. bet? What, the I bet don't remember that. that. Amy, Amy gives me a pint and says, Craig, you were right. Oh, God, you are a He pet. said that in a group chat, though, after it. I didn't know that was part of the conditions oh, when all I decided. said it. That's all decided. <laughs> Amy, what you do is you don't go to the pub. He <laughs> <laughs> can't force you. He can't go out and exactly. take, take you to the pub under his arm. <laughs> Amy, you will see these words. <laughs> I, go, I, go the, I go to the pub myself and then just hand the phone to the barman. Uh, <laughs> Amy reads it her long card number. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, sell to make it through. Yawn, yawn, next game. <laughs> right, okay. Let's get to the first of the four games we're going to cover in the Singe Premiership from the weekend. And that came at McDermott Park as St. Johnson were beaten 4 2 at home by Livingston. Yes, a goal fest, a six goal thriller where St. Johnson were, for periods especially in the first half, absolutely all over the place. What is Callum Davidson? What is he? Is he good? Is he bad? I don't know. I really like Callum Davidson. I really want him to do well. Um, well, he really, really needs to stop picking Ryan McGowan in midfield and put him in the back three, and also drop Liam Gordon. That does my head in. He Even though Liam Gordon's Liam pass Gordon. for the for the goal was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that was good. Uh, but still, but still, there's all the other. Like like get and stop, the stop, stop playing Graham Carey in a midfield three. There's loads of problems with this team. Well, yeah, I mean, if we go if we go and start with that from the from the team, um, like Carey and Witherspoon in there in that in that weather as well mm. <laughs> against a Livingston team with like Omionga and that you know like it's like. Don't like the look of that. How that's going to go? Youth, uh, just youth in general. Uh, yeah, and then they just uh, so Kerry just wasn't interested in going backwards. Obviously, there's a real lack of mobility in that St Johnston <laughs> midfield. Young VO, that it was just like stiffness. Because um, you've got. Um, Your you've got big head just knocked your mic. I know. I knock <laughs> myself out trying to remember McGowan's name. Uh, <laughs> McGowan, Carey, <laughs> McGowan, Carey, and Witherspoon in that midfield in that uh, against a Livingston team and in that weather, just it just seems so like. Uh, it's I want to that. Like that just seems like a really, really bad managerial decision to do that. And uh, well, I'll, I'll come on to it later. I watched the game just before we came on air, and he. Um, in the second half, they made substitute changes and, and the, they made the world a difference. McPherson and Phillips going into that midfield and with McLennan going on the right made an absolute world difference. But you would have had no idea that first 20 minutes what shape St. Johnson were playing. The only reason I knew it was a back three was because that's just what they play. <laughs> that was the only reason that I would be able to guess it because it was all over the place. And then when they were going forward, Wotherspoon would press, Nicky Clark would be back in the midfield. Uh, and then would just a couple of passes and then obviously with no mobility in the midfield and they would get them turning right away and Bradley had Montgomery on toast out there. I've been really impressed by Bradley. Yeah, I mean, my really we don't really have any wingers, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> We, we, well, we've got a couple, so that's a lie. But I was, it was both just effect. chucked him. <laughs> but, 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 but again, and, and he was good, and he set up another goal, and he was having a. He who, was. Who are the hips wingers? Well, you Anne, and McGeady at the moment. Oh yes, and I think we are probably are better footballers than Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you are. We'll, we'll get to you Ed's performance well, later on. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, are we talking about the, one of the most creative players in the in the in the SPFL? Oh Somehow. God, the, the, go. the most assists outside the old firm. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just the facts. I don't. I, I don't really normally bother about them. Um, <laughs> <Like> for <Opta>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, and then the goals. They, 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 they could have scored numerous of the balls down the, the right-hand side to, to Bradley against Montgomery with, with Devlin going outside them. They could have scored the second goal especially that just rolled in by Kelly, which is a lovely goal. They could have scored that three or four times and they were just able to do the simple thing all the time. You know what I mean? With a manager like Martindale as well, see, once there's a weakness clearly to be seen, he'll like spring attack, on Attack, attack, Ah, yeah, attack. and he'll just do that constantly. He's, ta he's very, very tactically aware uh, and and he, he he is a guy who is clearly switched on when he's watching it and is more than willing to make changes during the match. Uh, but St. Johnston weren't even that bad in the first 15 minutes going forward. They created the first chance, nearly scored. It was, I think it's Nicky Clark with a, a outside his right foot, a little shot, and, and they worked a few of them. Dre Wright was getting in behind sometimes the right-hand side, but just they were so, so vulnerable. And it's so weird seeing a St. Johnston team, especially under Davidson, being that vulnerable because that's not something we normally witness. Yeah, it should be the other way around, and as last season was, it was the problem with scoring goals. But I think Fowler touched on it, and it's spot on. And I'm sick of saying it, but Gordon just—I I get it's captain, and it's hard to drop. But St Johnson are a worse team with 
Liam Gordon, and um, and again, you're so you're so right that you're sacrificing Ryan McGowan in a more forward position. That's not he was what he was brought in to do. Yeah. You know, he, he, he shouldn't be playing. He's and also as well, when he makes the changes to take off an extra defender because he's changing things up, he takes off Alex Mitchell, who is definitely better than Liam Gordon this the, season. He's the best defender. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Alex Mitchell actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, the. the there, there was a period, um, I think it was, was it October time or just before, that, that Gordon was injured and it was only two or three games or whatever, but it was part of St Johnson's return. Yes, yeah, yeah. Renaissance, yeah. great work, Tony. Um, and pre-World Cup, when they went on that 5-6 game on beat and run, and, and Gordon wasn't a part of it. And it's like, that's sort of like a sort of green flag or red flag as to why things are, are going better than they have been and why they've now reverted back to... Uh, a worse position um, because yeah, St Johnson were, were really cruising and I really enjoyed watching them pre-World Cup and they, they were actually a decent side to watch mm. it seemed that everything had worked and for all the um, it doesn't make sense yeah everything working. that like <laughs> that Callum Davison sort of came under fire for at the start of the season signing a bunch of old men that was totally put to the the, the, the back of the conversation because it was like right well look it's working it's proven fruitful but now we've totally regressed almost went first, full circle and went again okay all signing all these old men didn't work out. It was that St Johnson when they made the changes at half time, it's always like such obvious ones like McPherson in that weather against a Livingston team, like guys like Omionga, you need a buzz bomb in there. That's what McPherson can give you. He's box to box, he's quick, he likes to snap into tackles, he's an energetic player. He comes in, he instantly does that. Phillips, not perfect, but Phillips should be playing. This is you know when they signed McLaren early in the season, we were talking about like he has to play no matter what because he's the only one with legs. So like Phillips has to play because you know the way that they played against Aberdeen in the first half when you know when they can't keep the ball for like 30 seconds. With Phillips in the team, that won't happen. He, he's always available. He's a very calm player. He picks the right decisions a lot of time when he's got the ball and he shuffles. He doesn't go bombing. So he's always available for the pass. So when you're a team like St. Johnson, who sometimes at their worst struggle to even keep the ball for a while and just constant attacks from any team. Not, it doesn't even have to be the old firm. It's like any team can just hold them in, pin them in for like 50 an hour at a time. With Phillips there, that won't happen because he can actually control some of the tempo, he can be available for the ball. He doesn't always get on the ball, but he's always... And then that makes other players able to take a risk because he's available. So they'll look, they, they know, right, I've got... That's a guarantee. So I'll look forward, I'll drive. And then if I'm not able to make that pass, I'll come back and I'll give it to Phillips. And that allowed them to get into the game. And then McLennan had a really, really good time on the right-hand side. Whoever was playing on the right seemed to be a getting... A good time, a enjoying himself. Yeah, he was having a great time. Uh, and then he, 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 lost he, he gets he gets on he gets on the score sheet he gets into the box and he's getting a lot of the ball and he's getting forward so the two right hand sides Bradley but Bradley was really really good picking up the ball looked really confident and something I think Martindale does for these sort of like players that he pulls out a bit out of the left field yeah well makes them feel good about themselves and he gives even, them he gives them puts faith yeah, in them yeah, I watch, you can even look at the two goal scorers Stephen Kelly and James Penrice both when Livingston signed them you're like really. Yeah. Kelly was at Ross County and wasn't that impressive. He was on loan for Rangers and you always kind of on the left, like you were talking yeah. about again. That's worked a treat. And I think you always have to caveat loans as and you know how much is the player's heart in it, how much is he kind of unsure about his future, and how much does that weigh on things. But he wasn't impressive much at, at County. I don't think I know that County fans weren't particularly. I think he maybe got a bit of praise from outside and thinking, ah, oh, he looks like a decent player, but he did certainly frustrate County fans. But he's been excellent of late and really suiting that left-sided of the front three position. And James Penrice was like, average at Park Thistle mm-hmm. towards the end of his, his days there. And yet he's rifling, rifling goals in the those top corner. Those two goals, we back heel in. And then that, that one, the sound that made. Oh, they it's are the best lovely, absolute peaches. Aye, it's best sound in football. And Penrice looked like he was, he was up there giving it to the fans, giving, I don't know how I'm doing this, <laughs> which, is, which is always fun. But yeah, there was some, as I said, Omionga, Kelly, Bradley... All had really, really good games for um, keeping and, and these guys and, and Sean Kelly as well, who's managed to adapt to that kind of defensive midfield role. These guys are keeping out Jason Holt and Scott Pittman. Well, that's what I was about to say. I mean, they'll be really pleased, Martin Dale, right Ruin now. Ruin those red cards. They'll, 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 he'll be really pleased because, I mean, you're talking about Newbley's not fit. And I mean, Rob was talking about the podcast last week where he said that, oh, he's not, we've not, he's our only goal threat, was a quote that he used earlier in the season. Which is quite a pointy target, basically. Though Bruce Anderson, but also everyone. The rest else. of is are now 
Pull yeah, away. yeah, and then he's got like he's not there. They've just scored six goals in in two games from all different areas of the pitch with a striker, a midfielder, and a defender all scoring. But I mean, so Johnson will take something from that. They they did play a lot better in the second half. They didn't let the heads go down, and there was a lot of booing <laughs> uh, when they when they were keeping the ball. But the, as you say, the biggest problem with Davison is he's choosing these lineups. It's not that he's got a lack of options. He's putting the wrong team out and it's happening every week. I thought I had the same, I said the same against Aberdeen last week. I didn't like the way it started and it wasn't until they made changes that it had done. And it's the same again this week. He doesn't have to play in that, but there's certain players like Phillips that Carey can only play in one role and that's either him or Witherspoon that are going to play in. They, Phillips probably has to play. He's a unique player in their lineup. And then you're starting to look at like they need pace. So maybe these guys, whether even if you don't think they're the best, you as a team to do anything will have to have these players, like these attributes within it. Right, let's move on to our next game, which took place at Easter Road as it finished up. Kevin Nisbet 2, Dundee United 2. <laughs> Tony, who are both at this one? It has to be said, Hibs for, I mean, the majority of the first half, but the first 10 minutes, I thought, in particular, and for stretches as well. Uh, yeah, actually, for the first 10 minutes, and then there was a brief... Actually, for the majority of the first 25 minutes, for the majority of the first... For how long, minutes, Craig? I know, I'm just going to keep Start going up, up and up and up. Because I was first just hour. Gonna, <laughs> just thinking there, yeah, especially the first half an hour, because there was a brief period where Hibs kind of rallied after McGuinness hit the bar. That came out of nowhere. And then for the next four or five minutes, Hibs were in the ascendancy. Other than that, though, in that first half an hour, it was all Dundee United, and Hibs were all over the place. Well, I mean, this, it's, it's very easy. That it, when we saw the team before, I mean, I was posting it on our group chat and I'm like, this could be any. Like when that lineup, he said something during the week, Johnson, about you might have to get clever with the lineup. And I, oh, <laughs> the last thing. Oh, uh, the smartest cut in the rooms uh, again. Uh, and, and Wait, just what like, does that mean? Because we had some injuries, so I think he was. Yeah, so, so, how is he getting clever? What can he do? But that's that what, I mean, right? you can put Josh Campbell he's right back and play Will Fish beside him. <laughs> make, make half the back four a non defender and a guy who's played about 30 minutes in his career. Play your best midfielder in the centre of the park. Uh, yeah, best defender in the centre. Because, like, the Purchasing is, is worked at times, so I'm not going to. I don't want to just turn uh, turn and use that against. So I mean, George. if that's not clever, then what is? Like, what's his next level uh, of cleverness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fish apparently. Uh, so like, I don't want to. I don't want to go too in on the Porteous midfield, but, but, but in this game, Porteous had to play the back because Hanley got injured, and Hanley's fucking passed it anyway. But, but that's another conversation. But we like we actually, if Josh Campbell's, if you've decided that Campbell has to be right back, even though there is other fullbacks on the bench, you could play Stevens out there. There was other options, right? And also Campbell went right back against Motherwell, and in, in a game that he had a good game, Campbell had a terrible twenty-minute period playing in the right back position where he got rinsed and nearly lost the game. And he was there. he was rubbish in this game as well until he got moved to right until he got moved further up to right wing back where he's running could uh, be a bit more. And even and then, right back, he got, it, be, he got it, a bit it was better. At his best when when we were playing the period in the second half where he just got moved into the front three. Yeah. He played in the right. That was when he was at his best and he created the goal. And we and I was because imagine my shock. Oh yeah, I was I was screaming because I was I, was, I knew it when I was like we just people are being hung out to dry. Rocky Bashuri, for example, I mean, Rocky Bashuri's got some really good attributes. He's a, 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 but he's still a pretty raw player, and you certainly shouldn't be relying on him with a 19 year old centre half and a, and a midfielder uh, right back. That Rocky Bashuri is going to be the one who's going to be holding it all together. I mean, he's a guy who looks like he still needs to really concentrate on what he's doing mm. a lot of the time. He's still raw, and that we yeah, where's the leader? Yeah, there, there's nothing. But you've decided to do this. This again, he doesn't have to have Josh Campbell and Will Fish as the whole right side of the back four. That's a decision that you've made, and then. And but the second he changed it, we scored within literally seconds with uh, the Porteous more space to ping the pass over. Campbell, good touch in an attacking area, plays it in his bit, and it's a great goal. But uh, I don't want to go too much there because I thought Dundee United were, were pretty impressive, and I'll let you talk about that. We're really impressive in that first half, no? Yeah, yeah, in particular, like Harks and Jim getting a lot of space to a lot of space in and around the, the Hibs penalty area and Harks obviously helping him to score the goal but Jim was impressive as well Fletcher had a Freeman and Harks were having the oh yeah I was going to say Freeman as well Freeman had Stevenson on toast for the first oh. half in particular like really he was going at him constantly yeah but like Louis Stevenson could probably be his dad <laughs> Louis Stevenson needs a rest sometimes <laughs> <laughs> What's happening with Cabrera? Like, <laughs> like, but yeah, like United were very impressive, and I think maybe you could, because it's always hard to say whether it's. And that's to, without Sybil. I mean, that's without uh, Levitt. Yeah, and, you wonder uh, whether it's due to Hibs improving or United getting worse. But I did kind of, I was surprised to think in the second period, especially the last thirty minutes, that how deep United got and how it just seemed like. To be fair, 
I just assumed it was going to finish 2-1. Like, I didn't actually think Hibs were going to score, but I was still shocked that United didn't really commit Take a lot of bodies really and, that just and, were, and try to just, score goal number uh, three. Because it was there to be had. And they had the, the ability, I mean, they had people that could have, they had, they had pace from off the bench that they could have brought in and we were very much over committing. And we'd went to three at the back and we were spreading the two centre half to the centre half right out. So it was there was lots of gaps to take advantage of. And then Hibs, Hibs brought on Jake Doyle Hayes, who uh, was was pretty decent, I thought, and he, and, he, and he drove the ball forward. But they had options to go ahead and, and take advantage of that. I think maybe if they'd had Tony Watt, who may have been able mm. to come on and play that central role, who's obviously much more mobile. Yeah, I was looking at the bench. They be able to take advantage of, the, of that period in the game. I was looking at the bench at like attackers they could have brought on. There's, there's uh, Kudjo and Niskanen, but are either of them actually any Never good? see Kudjo, eh? I know. We had the Afro games that way, like, oh, he's got, he's got a back heel or something like that and he can run. Uh, but then I've, no, I've never seen him since. But uh, I, they, they, so they, they waited very late to bring on anyone. It was yeah. after the 80th minute, and the game had completely. It was, was just an attack against. And they're bringing defenses. off Stephen Fletcher for a midfielder. Yeah. So they decided there was a few to bring on the two like guys about. who were been out injured since like November. Yeah, Peter Pollitt and Jamie McGrath. Aye, so there was a few things in the second half. I think they could have done a bit better, but first half performance was was excellent. Like they really did go right at Hibs for the start, mm-hmm. and Glenn Middleton giving it the shush to the Hibs fans uh, uh, made me laugh as well. <laughs> yeah. I just, I the whole game made me laugh because it's just it's one of my it's nobody was booing Glenn Middleton. Everyone forgot that he played for Hibs. It's, it's as, as I've said loads of what times. Did he do that Hibs? Nothing. Did he do nothing. Anything? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it was absolutely dreadful. At Hibs. I remember him in the kit, but yeah. that's about absolutely it. Absolutely dreadful at Hibs. I, my favourite thing is, I think a lot of people listening this will know, my favourite thing in football is when teams are just a complete shambles and fans are really upset. And when it's Hibs, it's even better. And that was, there was booing in the first half, just the general play. Uh, there was booing at the halftime whistle. And even after scoring a 90 second minute equaliser, right there, was, there was booing at full time. Yeah, the, the full time whistle went a minute later and everyone booed. <laughs> Which, fair enough, because the performance was a good. You can't just let it go out. But you, I suppose you need to Magidi, mention every, every, every through ball McGeady attempted went right out of play. Yuhan was absolutely shocking. I didn't think Yuhan was that bad he kept showing which you could tip your hat to say like you're right you're, you're constantly he's trying but his, his final ball where he's shooting was just ah, his final, ah, but, but he tried that over a kick wowzers <laughs> there's about three people on the entire planet that would be able to execute that in the net <laughs> honestly it was like wow you're you not need. one of them uh, but you had, uh, he was getting the ball a lot and he was dribbling was, and they were doubling up on you and which was getting a lot of space because he was dribbling, he was getting away, but you're right, his final ball was letting him down and, and his shot was letting him down. Uh, McGeady always wanted an extra touch, yeah. which was annoying, but I think it's because people weren't moving quickly enough for McGeady to give him the option that he wanted. He was, getting, he was frustrated a lot yeah, of the yeah. time as well. I think a lot of players not on the same page as him. Yeah, and then, uh, but Nisbet, man, that guy is on fire. Yes. Like, I mean, those, those two chances, he's just pretty much created. Campbell does well to create the chance from the first one, but it's like just... just Even still, so there's, a lot, there's a lot to do. Aye, and they just... And, but the thing is, the minute he got away from the defender for the first goal, I was I was on my feet thinking that's a goal. Because yeah. he just drills it in the bottom corner. Keeper's nowhere near it. The second one is, it should never be a goal. Uh, and he does really well to finish it, but Berigetti is so far over. To, he's, 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 he's practically outside the post. <laughs> Nisbet does really well to reverse it and go on that one. I was like, thank you, Mark Berigetti is back. Thank you. Even though he made like the save of the season for me. I didn't even realise at the time. Again, his shot, he saves it. Tips on at the bar. Oh really? Yeah, yeah he gets, gets a touch on that. Unbelievable oh, wow. save. Absolutely gets a touch on that. Unbelievable save. So, but again, he's had to give me a bit. Thank you, thank you for returning to something, making one of your. Not, not as much an error, as, not as clear error as some of the other ones. But um, yeah, sliding back into that to give him the opportunity. I was just going to talk a little bit more on Kevin Nisbet yeah. because I spoke to spoke to Mickey Weir last week uh, for for his columns for the evening news, and he made the point that Nisbet looks looks like somebody that before his injury he didn't look like he was enjoying his football mm. at all and just being out for that long and how bad that is and how hard that is for a footballer to be out for such a length of time where you can't play and you're, you're having a rehab and it's you know quite a soul-destroying experience that that just might have rekindled his, his love for the game so it, it doesn't really matter that he didn't get the moves that he wanted it doesn't matter the hips are shite it doesn't matter the hips are shite he's just back happy to be playing football that only lasts so long if your club's a bit of a farce he's, he's, he looks a machine he looks so strong so sharp really he's straight fat. back into the Scotland squad I was, that was my, I was going to say who makes Scotland squad Kevin Nisbet or Lawrence Shankland I think they both might make it because just Kevin Jacob make, Bound they know me. they don't even know who you are aye, but, then, <laughs> aye, but that would be five forwards and I can't see that many um, if you're even also including Ross Stewart um, if nobody's injured well right now if we're doing it if Nisbet keeps going you just have to call him up because you need to have a guy who's on that much of fire I think just has to be the has to be the case but 
Do it next Sunday, please, sir. We need some sort of joy for this season, even if it leads to nothing. A wee day for me. A wee day for me where I can go to the pub after and have a wee party. <laughs> of one. <laughs> right, let's get to our next game, which took place at Fur Park as Motherwell and Ross County oh, drew God. one each. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll just go to you. Is oh, your thoughts on this one? It's just not a good game of football. This was... Unsurprising, I'm not shocked, but it is one of the worst games of football that I have listened to and then also watched, tortured myself going through. Um, I don't know what is going wrong. Well, there's lots, but I don't know how all of a sudden this, like after a relatively okay start under Stevie Hamill, it's just not, nothing has developed. There has been no growth under Stevie Hamill at Motherwell. And for someone who was a defender, who liked to defend, it's remarkable that his team cannot defend. Because Motherwell's defence, I I don't mean stats-wise, I mean, shit, I don't care how much they've conceded. Um, Because, in all honesty, Liam Kelly's not even, right now, filling in with a lot of confidence for Scotland gloves. Um, But the shape... He's he's absolutely not getting them. (laughs) (laughs) We're either either getting Angus Gunn, we're getting David Marshall out of retirement, or it's going to be John McLaughlin or Sander Clark. Sorted. But, uh, no, not anything stats or anything like that, just genuinely shape-wise, I don't think I've seen a worse setup defence than Motherwell's in recent weeks. <laughs> cool. They go and they concede. Why is Lamy and um Johansson. Johansson in a line? But in a straight line ahead of each other. <laughs> <laughs> when the balls are at, so like I just like completely vertical horizontal. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean absolutely just watch it like well obviously that's gonna happen because there's just a complete gap for the striker just to walk in there. Uh, but Johansson, what is he doing? He's like fucking he is dreadful. Like it's kind of one of those things like but why why are you letting that go past you? Your oh. job as a defender to to <laughs> stop the ball that. going that way. Just nervous, eh? That's clearly head the old proverbial head's gone. Uh, and he can't concentrate at all. He doesn't want the ball to come. That normally you don't want the ball to come near you. And it's like he, he he's like he's wearing cement shoes all the time now. He just doesn't move. It's quite quite it's quite feet. It's quite funny that the county fans were pretty much still booing the substitution to bring, to take. It was mainly to take off Danda rather than to, uh, to bring on Hula. But they're pretty much still booing it when Hula scores. Sixteen seconds. Yes. Finally, we've been talking about how Ross these wide players haven't been able to get into the centre. That all they've got to to like support them to get a goal. All they needed was for someone to just completely vacate. The dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they just run in and they'll just run in and do it. I do think it was a nice finish, actually. Oh, yeah, um, but still, that doesn't really matter because it's just uh, I, I reckon it's most of us could have scored. It's, it's just like going shut up shop. Like absolutely, this is a really really crucial three points. Absolute epitome of basement battle, uh, six point or whatever whatever cliche you want in, to talk about. They've been in terrible form as well. Like, Dreadful yeah. form. At home especially. At yeah. home, there is no joy. You've got seven Ross County fans up there as well. <laughs> there was not like, seen the picture, I think there's generally maybe 14. Um, but, oh, it's just awful, awful from Motherwell. And you're running out of ways that you can sort of stick up for Stevie Hamlet and, and what's happening. So um, nice. I, I know he's trying to make some sign-ins, and that's three in now. Um, but pff. yeah, that's now I've, I've been defending him for most of the season because he was left with a absolutely garbage squad, really. But now he's had because he was still there for like a lot of the, the summer window. I don't know how much money there was to go out and sign players, but yeah, he, he's still at time. He ha- and he has still brought some players in. And when you're bringing players in and there's no improvement, in fact, you're regressing. That's starting to get a bit. Um, the problem is visibly. The problem he came in and they got the sort of I don't always like to say because I don't think it's true that happens all the time. Well, but the managers not, bounce. It's, it's it's not it's not a case that if a club sacks a manager that there's definitely going to be a new manager bounce but it is something that can yeah. exist depending on the personality and they got that especially when you think they who's coming in a club yeah. legend or yeah. like that you think right he's going to be able to get like, there was look, immediate fans on site yeah, there was fans in there, there was going to be the results and then not really yeah, the results the, stayed the, pretty bad the, the first month there certainly was because that's why they're not but then they did have that period where they played really well for about four or five games and only picked up like one like, win. the hearts. That the, and then that's after, that, that, in the mind. after that, and nosedived. Mm-hmm. And now you're playing Paul McGinn, Sarah Mad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. Mm, you sure? 
Uh, <laughs> just uh, surely, the, 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 surely you've got one. Your defense again. This is exactly what I'm talking about with Hibs. You've got one position that they can hang their hat on at Motherwell, where they've got something reliable, and then they maneuver them out of it. And it's like, well, you sure? Are you sure? When everyone else is as bad as Lamy and you answer that you've decided to take the reliable man out of it and pump him into centre mid. What's the thing's going to happen with Paul McGinnis centre mid? Spraying the ball about. Malky might have been vindicated on his decision to take off Dandar and bring on Halula, but it still didn't stop the county fans from booing at the end of the game because they weren't impressed that after equalising and a model team whose confidence is absolutely brittle and county can really do with three points against anybody, they just kind of went, OK, How long was we'll, we'll take a point and get back up with us. Ten minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's time with that, with that defence. When you've seen Johansson do that, I'd be like, well, let's just kick the ball. Let's just kick the ball over the top. Let's just kick it at him. Uh, yeah, yeah. kick it towards him. Uh, and then McKinstry getting on the score sheet again. Uh, yes. This time aided and abetted by Ross Laidlaw, who's... Who was recently given... I, I completely missed this. Recently given a three and a half year deal. That's what I mean. Yeah. Laidlaw, he goes quiet. You think, oh, maybe he is all right. And, oh, no, he needs back. He's back. Yeah, He's got his deal now. Uh, yeah, yeah, back yeah. to Ross Laidlaw. Uh, back, to the, back to paper wrists. <laughs> Uh, Snacker Jack wrist. Uh, so I, I mean these, th- and also the substitution for Malky as well. If you're talking about being a bit negative, just make it a like for like change and bringing off Tilson for Kenna. Okay. Oh, I Kenna's over there now. That was when they were chasing the game as well. I think. I was like, oh, Aye, why? It's not, it's not exactly like throwing the jugular at it, has, is it. They have tons of centre midfielders. I was quite surprised that they, they went for Kenna. To be honest, I think it was uh, just the sake of bringing someone in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like woohoo. Um, but. Uh, are we are we getting to the stage now where we're going to think that these two are the the ones that are in the proper St so Johnston? They're the three, aren't they? Is that Dundee United are going to pull away for them? Hibs yeah. have got too much firepower to really get dragged in. Um, so You're brave. Uh, but I mean, we've got a striker score no, seven goals. St Johnston, St Johnston have picked up the majority of their points this season while still being pish. I uh, really want them to be in like the bottom three because uh, it's just deserved. Uh, well, they were in the bottom two last season. And uh, uh, St Johnston fans, you can send that hate to at Craig Fowler eighty six on uh, Twitter. Um, but yeah, I think well, I think we are getting the stage where that's going to be the three teams, and maybe oh, I still don't like that commodity team whatsoever. But um, Del Boy's got this in the bag. Well, I think Del Boy, if he's going up against this, then he's going to be he's going to be all right. Maybe watch him pull out a stunning result on Wednesday. He shocks Michael Beale and inflicts his first defeat as Rangers boss. Right, let's get to our final game, which occurred at Tynecastle on Friday night, where Hearts put in one of the most sensational performances has ever been in world <laughs> football ever. <laughs> Completely deservedly blowing away St Mirren 1 0 with just some fabulous skills. Oh, such entertainment, <laughs> such brilliance. They were magnificent from moment one to moment <laughs> 98 or whatever the hell it was. Uh, Fucking I saw, hell. I saw a boy, boy went to high school with giving you stick. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this in the no. time. Ken Hamilton. Fishing oh, <laughs> myself. He called you a slabber cabbage. <laughs> Which was a good turn of phrase. Good turn okay, of phrase. I'll be using it. But he was like, I went to school. He talked shite then. I, first thing I was like, I never saw you two talk once no. in the entire six years we were there. And he's like, I just all of a sudden now he's a pundit. He's I've only been saying he's for 20 years doing fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly Robbie Nielsen turns the door. You want a shot on, uh, on our TV? And like, he's been working towards it incessantly <laughs> maybe you can uh, you can still say you don't think he's good but he's not just been plucked out in thin air <laughs> hanging about Gordy I'm more than happy to slag off Fowler but I think just wait, I, I just go down to Tynecastle every day and knock a reception <laughs> door say, can I be co it, please <laughs> there's certain people in Scottish football media who are definitely like that uh, we'll name no names uh, but um but I, I was just pissing myself for that. I just, I was like, but, but I'm happy for people to slag off Fowler. Like, I mean, crack on, slabber cabbage, good. Bookmark. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but the, the idea that he's not been doing anything and there's been no work towards his uh, his career is is, is <laughs> the biggest fallacy I've ever heard in my life. Um, but so I got a good laugh out of that. I got put in group chats one day and we had a good giggle at that slabber cabbage. And then just a discussion about when did they ever talk? Um, <laughs> yeah, my hearts were fucking dreadful. I watched the game. Hearts were fucking dreadful. They yes, were dreadful. Really bad. They've done nothing. They, they, St. Mirren made them. St. Mirren deserved at least a draw. Aye, right? yeah. At least. Them, the one thing I would say for hearts is that St. Mirren tried to make them uncomfortable, but hearts never looked 
too in trouble and I think that would be the best thing from a heart's point of view is playing that badly and never looking like you would lose I think yeah. it's a big deal I think Robert Snodgrass had a much better game or certainly much better influence in the game than he did in Paisley but he was only really able to dictate things for about 15 minutes whereas he for the first 70 minutes I would say he generally had a, a, gasp, a grasp of this game and mm. was one of the main reasons why Hearts, well the main reason why Hearts were in front is because Barry McKay even when he's not having a good season that's why yeah. When fans are like, oh, Mackay needs to be dropped, needs to be dropped, and it's like, eh, you still lose a bit without Mackay. It's Mackay just one moment of magic, yeah. isn't it? Like, and that's where Mackay else is that best. coming from? Picking the ball up, driving it, and. A great goal, absolutely brilliant goal. And then, like I said in the commentary, playing the simple passes to start with, so then he gets his reward and gets the ball back. Whereas so many times a season, it just feels like Mackay is trying to force a through ball that just isn't on. And it's often either blocked by a defender or goes straight out of play. So for him to, to do the simple thing, play a couple of five yard passes, move, and then get it back, and. Excellent finish. He should actually... I said this last season as well, but he should actually score more goals. He's done all right this season in terms of four. His finesse with shooting is brilliant. Yeah, because he's got such good technique. Every time he sees goals, it's always like that. It's never laced. It's always outside of the foot or inside the foot and it's always caressed into the net so it's like that looks like that would take a lot of technique and practice and he rarely so ever not well, and really he rarely ever balloons it or like puts it like miles wide uh, yeah, yeah, he's never shanks it yeah he's usually pretty if not accurate on target but at least kind of in and around the goal where you think it's pretty close so it's strange he's only got six goals in his heart's career but they're all <laughs> like pretty much every single one of them absolute belters you're just looking for more from him and, and I know you've said that but like Snodgrass needs more from whoever the two are beside him if it be you know Kai Halliday whoever it is because he's not going to do all the legwork yeah. and all the running Halliday I thought struggled a bit I thought he was, yeah, I he, thought we missed Devlin for the start of 11 that's the I've seen Halliday in a long time because yeah, Halliday's actually played really, Devlin's really well Devlin's got the grit and you, but I still but, think Halliday De- should have even that even Devlin after he came on pro, pro, eh, showed why he was dropped out of the team yeah. the, the previous two games his passing was horrendous and it was crap again when he came off the bench I mean, sure, worry, but give the ball a little bit, and they'll give you a back in fucking thirty-five seconds anyway. Yeah, they really—they're a good team, and they—they yeah, they, they, they played well, but they are very much presented football. Get rid of it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I like it with Stephen Robinson. I like when it's unashamed. Yeah. Like, like that, and, and it works in this country whether people like it or not, and it's still proof that for a lot of teams in the lower half of the league. Get the right guys involved, and you can still have a big impact playing that type style I of think football, it was clear whether you like it or not. I think it was clear to see as well in this one that if had a younger been fit to start both mm. games, yes. then it might have been a very different story because that Hearts back line is it's a good player. A younger, the Hearts back line is decent, and they've, they've played well recently in terms of keeping clean sheets, and it's something that Hearts have struggled to do for pretty much all this campaign. But that still, when you've got Civic, Rills, Hills. A bit different. I think he's a bit more aggressive, but Civic one game, well, one so. game. But what his reputation was down south yeah. as well. I think he's supposed to be quite a combative defender, and in that way, he he's a, in that way, he's a Craig Halkett replacement. Even though he's not anywhere near as good in the air as Craig Halkett is, um, but it's still, it's still a bit soft at the other side of the defence because that's the one thing on rolls. Which, by the way, delayed. He signed a five-year deal. That's fucking Who great bit of business. Um, five years, but. The one thing he does toil in is the kind of physical aspect, and Maine gave him some problems in both games. No, and give away fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. The Maine's back. It's These are, I like. I like. I like percentage football. Eh? I've never. I've never. I like direct. I like up and at them. So I like it when when people like Maine are good, and he's fucking kicking shit out of people up the top and driving at the driving wide and putting like drilled crosses across. It's just funny to see again because he was the worst player in the league. <laughs> There was a period when he was fucking yeah, was. unserviceable as a, as a player. And there were some big injuries for both teams, though, that made huge changes to Mark O'Hara going yeah, off. Cochrane Co- Co- going off was big for Co- Cochrane, yeah, that, 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 that swung it where it went really in Simmerin's favour from that moment um, that Simmerin really took control of the game and looked at That was the fir- first period where like, right, I think Simmerin are going to get something out of this. And um, obviously Xander Clark making a brilliant double save. Yes. And I was saying, pure hearts, pure hearts. Only Hearts would get lucky that their goalie, who they love, who they would never drop, who was playing shit, breaks his leg and now can't play. And the goalie that comes in's better. And now they keep more clean sheets. That's luck. Because they would never, ever, ever have had the balls to drop Craig Gordon, despite the fact that it was getting to the stage where he probably should have been getting dropped. Um, so that's that's that's, that's just that's just when things get heartsy. Um, heartsy. <laughs> all get a bit heartsy when things all just work out like that. But, um, Written in the stars, isn't it? And then, and then there, there is thirty years of bitterness in those comments. This is growing uh, and growing and, and then, growing. Uh, so like the big injuries, and then obviously the referee 
uh, booking Bacchus for uh, Snodgrass's incredible dive. Yep. And it's then remarkable. the handball at the end is, 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 is a penalty. It's a penalty. You can't, you can't have your arm that far away from your body and the ball We're hit talking it. about body shape <laughs> and <laughs> unnatural and natural. Penalties, are, penalties against don't count when it's the famous. No, it's like, but the way, I see what people are saying is like, oh, he's trying to get his hand out the way. Yeah, but he misjudges it and he deliberately hands his hand up there. You so it's deliberate handball. You look at his face. That looks like a guy who thought... <laughs> Oh, whoopsie! I'm about to get done here. Yeah, and like, people have their hearts have their head. Oh on no, Billy Miller! Oh no! But uh, so it's 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 a penalty, and arts have got away one there. Simple as that. Absolutely. Don't have, the bullet. You don't have to look at it any deeper than that. That's just what. I was what really happened. impressed by Alex Godric over both games. Though. Yes. Uh, back. I the back to back in Paisley last week as well. Last whenever it was Saturday. Or whatever. He's the manager that you need for Gogic because yeah. if he does, if, if you're not looking for people to pass the ball to each other, Gogic is great. He'll play. He, he loves doing those volley passes where he just makes the defenders turn. He likes doing that all the time. He wants to be combative. He's perfect for Stephen Robinson. Not good for other teams though. Because he can't keep the ball at all. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to say on this before I finish. James Hill, we've touched him on briefly. I was very impressed. Got man of the match, do you not? I think we should maybe before mention Stephen Humphrey's miss. Oh, God, aye. <laughs> oh, what about, what about, what's he saying? Oh, yes. The boy that come on. Grand cool. cool. He could have had an assist if it wasn't for Humphreys. He could have had a goal if it wasn't for Humphreys as well. <laughs> exactly. when he to play him in. So that was a good Very start true. for Grill coming on 80 year old and instantly just looking like he's making the correct decision and he's gliding yeah. up the pitch. I would say that's my. I'm thinking, what am I playing with you? I did worry about it. I did worry about it to start with because he's first. He did worry. I did worry about it to start with because his first couple of touches, he looked like he wanted an eternity on the ball. And I was like, you need to be quick. You're Central Coast. You've been Central Coast Mariners. Yes, we were defending a 1 0 lead here and it's late in the game. You need to be at it. But he did look. Good whenever the, the when the play was actually in St. Martin's half. It wasn't very often in 45, that. You'll get 45 tomorrow and you'll start the derby. Oh, my, sorry, 45 on Wednesday, then he'll start the derby and I'll be him in the team. Well, that, the funny thing is, though, is that it, I just really want to, I shouldn't say this, I don't really want to get in bed. Just funny in my head thinking of, boy, just go over, snap some, he's out for three months, and then just teams in England going, we're no sending Wonder Boys up there ever. <laughs> <laughs> But that'd be fine for Hart's perspective because it just allowed Josh Ginelli to still just keep, keep being quite good. It'd be harsh for Ginelli if he gets dropped for either of these guys. It's going to happen. This, so yeah, guys, that's what I was actually going to As much as you may want him to play, like, can he, can he force his way? Does he deserve to go right in? Because the thing about Ginelli, which I don't know if we're going to get for cool, is that Ginelli works really hard for the front and he wins the ball back quite a lot in high areas. Yeah, he's got the know-how. Like, yeah. Of the, of is, the Scottish game. Just before we finish, is Shoggy back then? Is that him playing again? Because he just started to seem to fall out of love with I the Shog. Still think it's probably to do with the fact that Fraser was suspended and he was playing the previous game because Gallagher was injured. But he has played well in both games, uh, so he should. And he's quite. I guess Robinson's quite quick to praise, as Sean said, when he actually does play him because he, he invariably plays quite well. I was thinking, if, 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 like, even though I don't think Shogris is going to. He definitely take, wanted rid of him at the start of the season. Shogris is not going to take Hibs to the next level, I think. Not a bit. See if it, if it just like a, a year deal or something right now. Right oh, now, yeah, be, you would fucking would, kill for Joe Shogris. Yeah, you know, now we'd just be like, oh, with that shambles again. Sometimes signings are stopgaps. There's quite a few that would deserve. I think Motherwell would absolutely love him. I'd be knocking on his door going like, I will take him. I would take him. Graham fighting over him. I mean, I would take him as the backup when, I don't know, Toby Simic's leg falls to bits. Yeah, that's he's, he's due next. Uh, so, like, I mean, th- oh, that's what. If you're Joe Shock, oh yeah, if you're Joe Shock to say, you must be thinking, if I'm going to be backup, can I be backup at a better team, <laughs> 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 a bigger club with more money, maybe? Because uh, that's like, it just seems a bit. I know if it's back to Aberdeen, this is another team to take him. Aberdeen, uh, you, you know, what I mean, it just feels a bit. But Joe Shock has been a good player for a long time. Being backup at Sibirin just seems a bit beneath him. It doesn't seem right. Well, there are at least four Premiership sides going. Please come to <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, definitely, Please. we'd definitely get his game for hips for example definitely <laughs> right I think that'll do us thank you very much to everybody for listening thank you to Amy for joining me thank you Craig thank you to Tony anytime thank you and thank you for all listening join us again next time and in the meantime remember to enjoy your football I Goodbye. forgot to enjoy my football shit no no <laughs> I don't, don't know what you say remember <laughs> yeah remember all the fire off I by, knew there was something I was meant to do but just enjoy my football thrown off by <laughs> Telfer stealing it <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.